Well, hello world. Welcome to the <laughs> Marriage in Transition podcast. Uh, this is Sean and Lynette here. And listen, we're just here to help you create connection through uncontrollable change in your marriage. Yes. It's coming or it's here. <laughs> or you just came out of it That's and right. you're about to go into another one. <laughs> but before we get into today's discussion, which is a good one, yeah. I may add, I want to read a review from our book, Marriage in Transition. And if you haven't purchased it already, you definitely want to go to marriageintransition.com, grab a copy and leave a review, not only for the book, but then also for the podcast. So I want to read this to you. This is from Beth. And Beth says, good book, wise counsel. Okay. She says, wise counsel heard the authors on a podcast and decided to buy the book. We read it with another couple. The book spurred some great discussions. Mm. So sounds like they got down to some juicy nuggets. Yeah. And, and the thing about discussions for us is communication is everything. Oh, yeah. And to get a husband and wife talking, that's like a dream for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially. Oh, I love seeing the light bulb go off. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I, you know, sometimes when we lead marriage workshops, you know, one of the our favorite moments is when we have these interactive moments mm-hmm. within the workshop. You know, we'll teach for a few minutes, but then we'll give a discussion guide, you know, question and answers for the couples to ask one another. And next thing you know, you see all over the yep. room, husbands and wives turning, leaning, leaning in, into one another, you know, yeah. and some of them, they look really intense and other ones, they're kind of laughing. But Lynette and I, we usually just stand back and we just kind of watch and look at the couples and afterward, you know, you'll have two or three couples come up to you and they're just like, dude, this was great. Yeah. We needed this. And so if you guys would like a free PDF discussion guide, you can check out exomarriage.com forward slash transition. Uh, but for today, we're going to talk about the power of submission and surrender. The dirty S. The dirty S word. You know, some people, when they hear the word surrender, they kind of freak out about it. When they think of submission, they're like, I ain't submitting to nobody. Submitting. I ain't submitting to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> That's like like part uh, English accent slash ghetto. I ain't submitting to nobody, right? And, and I think that it's a word that's, you know, when it's properly understood and applied, it could really lead to healthy transitions for couples. And so we're going to dive into what the truth of submission really is between you and your spouse. Are you ready, Lynette? I'm ready. <laughs> then let's, let's go. So one of the things that we had the privilege of doing over our years, uh, many years of pastoring, is mm-hmm. we got to do like pre-marriage uh, coaching for yeah. couples and marry, marry them. And so one of the things or topics mm-hmm. that we always get to discuss is the topic of submission yeah. and surrender. And so there was one, I remember there was one couple in particular where in the vows, you were going over the details of it. And mm-hmm. then you got to the submission part mm-hmm. and she was like, yeah. hold up. Can we, can we amend yeah. those vows? Yeah, and remove the word submit. Yeah. And I was like, why? <laughs> um, what's wrong with submission? And she saw it as like, I call it the dirty S word. Yeah. Um, and and I had to explain to her, like from a biblical perspective, submission isn't a dirty word. It's mm-hmm. not a bad thing. It's two mutually um it's it's two people mutually agreeing to surrender to one another. And 
from a biblical perspective, is not just the woman who submits. Right. But it's also the man who submits to his wife as well. Can you say that louder for the people in the back? (laughs) Both are (laughs) to submit themselves to one another. Um, Recently, we shot a video um, with... with exo marriage, I don't know why my brain went like that. Um, and we released a video, and I saw one person in the comments. They actually said, "Well, sir, I'm sorry to correct you, oh. but the Bible says." And it was a woman. She uh-huh. said, "But that the the woman is supposed to submit to the man." And in my mind, I was like, "Well, actually, in the Bible, it says that we're both to submit to one another." Yeah. And I was like, "I'm trying to help you out, sister." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the point of it isn't that the man isn't the head of the household. I think that there's a a, a history of, well, the man wears the pants and he makes the decision and the woman just has to blindly follow. And I'm like, no, Mm -hmm. that's not wise. Um, The man is the head of the home. And what that means from a divine perspective is that the husband leads first. Mm. The idea is a husband should be an initiator of God's plan and perspective for the home. And you want to know the best example of that is to love your spouse. Yeah. It's to love your kids. When we talk about the husband being the leader of the home, it means that he's the initiator of what love looks like for the rest of the family. So when we talk about a husband being the head of the home, it is my responsibility to lead with love. Yeah. And in that, it facilitates an atmosphere where everybody else in the home thrives. Mm. So if the, the best example I can give with this, if, if me representing the head of the home and me being first, the idea is that I'm the ultimate protector in that if something negative or harmful was coming your way, yeah. I'll jump in front of that bullet first. Yeah. yeah. If if someone was attacking you or or my kids, I'm gonna jump up and I'm and it's not to say that you can't defend the home too. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that I won't teach my kids to defend themselves. But the point is I'm gonna jump in there and I'm gonna do it first. Yeah. That's my instinct. That's our nature. That's what Adam should have been for Eve in the garden. Mm. But what happened was they didn't mutually submit to one another after having submitted themselves to God's truth. Uh, No one was submitting. No, they were submitted to a lie from the enemy. Right, right. And then in that, they didn't get back together to reorient the submission to Mm -hmm. a, a godly order. And so Jesus says specifically in Ephesians 5 that husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for. So in other words, I die to self so that my wife can live, Mm. so that your dreams can live, so that my children's future can live. I'm willing to sacrifice myself. That's what it means for a man to be the head of the home. I just had this thought. I got a little intense right there, but y'all can understand, man. It's, It's just... It's so misconstrued, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I was just thinking, you know, during times of transition in your home, seasons of transition can be very, very sensitive, right? If no one is submitting, then it's just an atmosphere that's combustible. I want to say it's combustible because you have people who are clashing in the direction. So if no one's submitting, then there's a stalemate, which means you're stuck in whatever predicament you've been in and you can't move forward. Yeah. Right. You you have to understand that it is the most powerful thing that you guys can do is to first submit to God and to surrender to one another. When you do this. God's word becomes the, the the central piece that holds your identity yes. together. You find 
who you are as a husband according to the biblical model. And when you do it God's way, as Pastor Jamie says all the time, when you do it God's way, yeah, it works 100%, 100% chance of success, right? You you don't have to worry about everything being successful if you do it God's way. It's yeah. guaranteed it's going to work, right? And so a wife, how do you function best? It's when you function from the Word of God, in the presence of God, and you're surrendering yourself to the role mm -hmm. as God created it. And when you have a, a submitted husband yeah. and a submitted wife to God— and then those two come together and say, well, what did you hear God say? Well, what did you hear God That's say? That's what I was about and to say. And then they surrender to that? How do you practically submit to one another in times of transition? Yeah, I, th I think that once we get a, a, a healthy definition of what submission means, it doesn't mean that I'm a doormat. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean I let you walk all over me. It means that I'm willing to listen to your perspective, it means that I'm open to, to hearing what you have to say. And this is so huge. I feel it down in my ankle bone. You hear me? Oh. This is so huge because <laughs> I feel like if I don't value what you bring to the table as a wife and I'm going solo as a husband, then I'm missing one of the, the greatest benefits of being married. It, it's like this. Imagine you have the combined income of a working spouse, a wife, and a working husband. So you have two incomes. Is two incomes greater than one? Yeah. <laughs> and so why why not allow both of, of the dollars to yeah. come together into one account? And then all of a sudden you have more bang for your buck. Right. The, you can the, do so much more. You can do so much more. And so what what I'm saying is the wife brings a perspective that will will uniquely be from the Holy Spirit download it into your heart and your mind, and it's going to be totally mm -hmm. different than what I see and what I'm getting from God. And in me denying the opportunity for me to respectively listen to what's on your heart, then I'm missing out on yeah. that added value yeah. to the home. It's, it's almost to say the Holy Spirit can't speak through your spouse. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So I'm missing out on a whole perspective here and it's to my own detriment mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, we're going to make it, we're going to make it through this next season. If we're going to make yeah. it and prosper, we got to do it together. So how do you practically do that? Yeah. So I think that it happens through our conversations. It, it has to happen through our conversation. And I know this sounds like a broken record. You're going to hear it over and over and over again from marriage experts. And I'm going to reiterate it. You need to have healthy communication. If we don't have moments where we sit down and respectively listen with, without arguing, yeah. if we don't listen without trying to uh, judge. Our, uh, defend and yeah. judge and, and, and coming in with our own agenda, mm -hmm then I never give way for me to be able to say, you know what, honey, I never saw it like that. Yeah. Here's how, how can we merge what we see together? Mm -hmm. That I, sounds like humility. Oh, it is humility. That's the foundation of having a humbled heart, mm -hmm. knowing that you don't know it all, mm -hmm. knowing or realizing that the Holy Spirit does speak through your spouse. Yes. And it's sitting down and being willing to learn yeah. from someone else. Yeah, when you when you think of the word submit, it's uh, submitter, right? Uh, um, when you go back to the origins of the Bringing word, the out the Hebrew and the Greek. <laughs> so the etymology of the word, right? Submitter. The word miter means mission. Sub means to come under. It's where I take my agenda, my mission, and I bring it under your 
evaluation. Yeah. And I say, here's what I think we should do with the money. Yeah. Here's what I think we should do with our kids. Here's where we should invest next. This is the house we should move into. This is the city I think we should transition to. This is how much sex I think we should have, yeah. right? Um, whatever you have your opinion about it, that's your mission. Mm -hmm. To submit practically, as you were asking a few moments ago, is to take that and bring it under yes. your observation. Mm -hmm. So it's 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 really hard to do that. Number one, if I can't even articulate what my mission is and what I think should happen, and I assume that <laughs> you should feel the same yeah. way, or I'm upset with you because you don't. You know? Yeah. This reminds me of when we were getting ready to or trying to figure out. Uh, moving from a senior leadership position at our church. Mm -hmm. We were senior leaders uh, of the Crossroads Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah. And God was shifting us out of that role mm -hmm. into uh, another role in a completely different state uh, yeah. to another church. Yeah. And we literally had to sit down, talk, and submit to one another because we didn't know. We didn't have all the details right. um, individually. Right. You know, we didn't have all the details. We didn't have all the answers. And so we literally had to sit down and bring our minds together, yes. our spirits together, and hash it out mm -hmm. and talk about it because mm -hmm. that was a life-altering moment. Yeah, but in that moment, we, we were, we had been lead pastors for 15 years and we had built up the ministry and it's a successful church still to this day. Mm -hmm. And it was something that we were grateful to have been a part of. And I was fully, you know, vested in it um, as the lead pastor and the founder of the church. Yeah, and we you were, were fully into yeah. it. And we had deep relationships and uh, being in DFW, I mean, it's its own country. And, <laughs> and so it's an amazing place to be. And here it was, you sensed sooner than I did mm -hmm. that God was transitioning us into, Which is you know, not normal. Exactly. Us, yeah. yeah. And especially after everything had been so settled mm -hmm. and our kids grew up there. But you sensed that God was saying um, a little bit sooner than I did that uh, something else is about to happen. And God was about to bring us into full time marriage and family, you know, traveling, speaking and all the rest of that good stuff and leadership development. And in my mind, I saw that, but I didn't see it on the heels of passing the baton mm -hmm. as a lead pastor to, um, uh, the new pastor. And so in my heart, I had to reconcile that you had to be patient until mm -hmm. I got to that point. And then once I finally did get to that place, mm -hmm. I listened to you and I did something that was unique. Uh, I remember, uh, when Joseph had his dream and he went to his dad about his dream, the Bible says that his dad kept, kept the, the matter, matter in mind. mind. Mm -hmm. He, he didn't discard it, but he filed it away. And, and I think sometimes as husband and wife, it's okay if your spouse isn't there yet and they don't fully get what you're 100% bought into. Sometimes you have to share it with them yep. and give them a little time mm -hmm. while they keep the matter in mind. But then you also need the discipline of saying, hey, I don't know if I agree with that, yeah. but let me process it. Let me pray through that. Let me think about it. Uh, and then you guys set a time, practically, you set a time to come back together again to say, hey, here's what I'm thinking yeah. or or here's what I'm sensing about it. And so um, I kept the matter in mind after mm -hmm. you started sharing, hey, Sean, I think maybe it is time for us to transition out of this role. And then what happened was finally I did realize that this was about to change and there was going to be this big shift. And, 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 and within me, I began to pray and ask God. And then next thing you know, he sends us to a church in another state uh, with another role 
we were going to leave behind everything that we had built North up Carolina. for the last 18 Did years. That right. right? Yeah, North Carolina. North Carolina. Um, Greenville. And, and so, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is really about to happen. And yeah. I brought it to you. We prayed through it and we submitted to one another. Yeah. And the books, the Bible actually says, when it says to submit to one another, the next line says, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Mm. I think if it's, we kept that part in mind, that's huge. it would change. Well, the reason I think is so so huge is that it's because we say that we have a Christ-centered home. Yes. It, it, is, it is best expressed in the fact that we're not fighting against one another, but we're surrendered to one another. We will fight for unity yep. over everything. Mm-hmm. We refuse to allow a decision to become more important than the deciders. Hey, man, brother. You know? High five. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying not to hit the microphone, man. <laughs> and so we refuse to allow the decisions to become more important than the deciders. And so having that heart of humility to say, you know what? I know my spouse has something of value to to add to our relationship, to add to this next decision. And then you guys having... Um, that that weekly tune-up, that yeah. opportunity to be able to speak to one another and share what's on your heart. Hey, I think I hear God saying this, or I think I feel yeah. that this needs to change within our marriage, within our home, and then you guys choose to move forward together. And when you move forward together, walking in the power of agreement is a force to be reckoned with. Yeah. I mean, it is absolutely unstoppable. Yeah. You know, when you have a couple that knows where they're going, yep. that's an agreement, may not have all of the answers or all of the details. That's okay. But they know who is for them. Mm -hmm. They know where they want to go. Yes. They're unstoppable. Let me tell you something. In 22 years of our marriage, we've been together for about 24, almost 25 years now. Let me tell you, in 25 years, we have seen God bring to pass dreams and destiny in our lives, personally, in yeah. ministry, in our children, we've watched God do literally the miraculous. And it was really when we got ourselves on the same page, some of our, our, our open doors that we've had mm -hmm. came on the heels of us getting ourselves together. Yes. It yep. wasn't like God was withholding his mm -mm. best. He was like waiting on us. He was waiting yeah. on us. You know, yeah. he was like, I am ready when you are. Yeah. But why should God lay on your marriage a greater blessing that's just going to put one more strain mm. on it that'll pull at the fibers. He's a good of your God relationship. like that. He is willing to hold the legacy. Yeah. He is willing to mm -hmm. hold all the goodness that your marriage has. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want you to mess it up. Yeah. He don't want you to represent him in a bad way. Yeah. And so he's like, you know what? I'm good. I can wait. Yeah. He's patient. <laughs> he's patient. Mm -hmm. But and here's the thing. You'll go right back around that mountain yeah. again. You You'll circle it. that mountain again. Let me tell you, oh man, this is so good to my soul. This is one of the reasons why we wrote Marriage in Transition. Because Lynette and I were circling some mountains that we kept facing the same obstacles. It had a different spin on it, but it was these seasons that we would come so around. We had so many tents around the mountains that we could just yeah. park and sit and hang out. And yeah. Oh, and then finally yeah. we came to a point, it was about four or five years ago, where we were just talking to each other. And we were like, every. it was like all of a sudden the common denominator just stuck out to us. And yeah. we were like, you know what? Every time we face a similar season to this one, we react in the yep. same way. And I think that is every time we're in a time of transition, what's in us is warring against 
the word of God. And yeah. it's either we're going to submit to God and do it his way, regardless of how we feel. And we're going to be in agreement with one another, regardless to, to what it seems or what it looks like. We're just going to stick with God's way yeah. no matter what happens. And all of a sudden, man, let me tell you, it makes a world of difference when you recognize that the test that needs to be passed is not the one where your problems just disappear. It's when you are who God called you to be, yeah. regardless of the problems that you guys are facing. You say, you know what? This is our identity in Christ. This is who God is calling us to be within our marriage. Yep. We're submitted to God and we're going to surrender to one another. And, and we're going to walk out in that power of agreement that you were just talking about. Good. That right there, the moment that we began to say, you know what? We're going after this dream. We're going after this dream. Oh, gosh. And here's how yeah. God said for us to do it. Woo. Let it was me like the you. lid came off. Yes. It was like, oh, we can do this. Oh, and oh, we can do this. Oh, yeah. we can, oh, how about this? And then God just did it. Yeah. It was like, and I know this sounds weird, man, but it was like favor that just happened and supernaturally God began to do certain things. Um, every now and then people uh, 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 email us and, and, you know, DM us or something. And they're like, Hey, how did you guys end up speaking at this place? Or how did you guys get to this level of platform and, and so on and so forth. And can I be honest with you? I'm, I'm not, saying this like out of arrogance, I'm being honest with you. There's a lot that, that God has opened up to us, but there were some seasons where we were going through some really difficult times and no doors were open <laughs> and we had to prove ourselves faithful over a few things before God opened the door so we can handle the many. But it was the power of agreement yeah. that we had that, that it goes all the way back yeah. to the power of submission. And so I want to encourage you guys to write out your dreams as a couple yeah. Write out what it is that you believe God has put in your heart for where you could be mm. and start dreaming, not from where, you know, not of where you are. Don't dream the nightmare, dream the destiny, <laughs> right? Don't, don't regurgitate all the problems, begin to speak to the promise and dream forward and yeah. say, okay, God, what is it that you see for my kids? What is it that you see for my marriage? And then you two get together and, and what Lynette and I did, we said, hey, is that what you see? She said, yep, yes. that's what I see. And we got together and we prayed about it. We stood in agreement yeah. and we began to believe God over those things. And then we began to map out plans for how we were going to get Here's there. Here's what I love. Here is what I love. When you get to that point mm -hmm. and, you know, you, you lay out your dreams, I lay out my dreams. Some dreams are going to match. Mm -hmm. It's easy. Yeah. But then you've got dreams that require different timing and it becomes a question of who's going to go first. Yeah. And you know you are walking in humility. You know you, you're surrendered to one another when you can look at your spouse and say, let's do your dream first. Yeah, yeah. And you're good with that. Mm -hmm. And you offer all of the support, all of the prayers, all of the encouragement. Why? Because you realize it's not just their dream. It's our dream. Our dream. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So we, we hope that this has encouraged you guys. Again, uh, we have a whole section on... Um, the path of humility and the path of submission and surrender within our book. We would love for you guys to leave a review of the podcast and don't forget to get your free discussion guide at exomarriage.com forward slash transition. Thank y'all for being on the journey with us.